Welcome back to Let's Go Michigan with Jeff Sloan on WJR. Once again, with a 5,000-foot view of Michigan business and events, here's Jeff Sloan. All right, welcome back to Let's Go Michigan. Mark Kristen here with me. Listen, we love a lot of things about the state of Michigan. One of those things is that we're a leading producer of apples and cherries, to be specific. Many of us know that. It's a big, important agricultural industry here in the state of Michigan. And as I say, part of the quality of life here, to have access to fresh cherries at cherry stands along, you know, when you're driving up north, whatever it may be, and, of course, the apple production going to a cider mill in the fall. It's part of the lifestyle here, right? Mm -hmm. Well, those industries, as a result of the warmer temperatures we've been having, and I feel a little guilty now because every time I ask you guys, would you be happy with a milder winter? I think all three of us chimed in and said yes. We were just kidding. Yeah, we were just teasing. We didn't really mean it. For the record, because we certainly didn't know that the price might be the apple and cherry production and other fruit-bearing trees and plants this year. What happens is we run the risk, if it gets too warm too soon, like it has in February, certainly if it continues into March, it can cause the plants, I believe this is the way they put it, to wake up Mm -hmm. too soon. To bud too early. And then that bud runs the risk of then a freeze because we're not out of the woods yet in terms of having some cold. And all it takes is like one good cold night where there's frost. Those flowers are killed on the tree before the tree can be pollinized and therefore no fruit. Fruit production is either cut entirely or certainly curbed as a result of that. Well, Kristen, we had a chance to catch up with Janelle James. She's a reporter for Bridge, Michigan. And she just published a story on this and kind of where we're headed. We're not in dire straits yet, but uh, there's certainly risk on the horizon to our fruit-bearing crops. Here's what she has to say in summarizing the story for us. Janelle. Yeah, this past winter has been warmer. And when you have a span of warmer weather in the winter, the tree doesn't get as cold as it should and it doesn't reach a fully dormant state. So that when you have weeks like last week and the week before when it was 50 and 60 degrees, that can wake the trees up and trick them into thinking it's really time to wake up when it's not. And then the week after when you get a frost, the trees already started waking up and started budding. But then when it frosts, the trees will frost and then destroy the crop. Right, it destroys the bud, right? The flower, and then it can't be fertilized. Exactly. When that happens, you don't have a crop. And when we talk about fruit farmers in Michigan, are we referring to cherries, apples, peaches, grapes? Yes, all of the above. And stone fruits, so those fruits that have a pit inside them, like cherries and apricots and things like that, those fruits are more sensitive to drastic weather changes. Apple trees and things of that sort, they're a little bit more resistant, so you can't wake those up as easily. As a farmer, is there anything you can do? You can't blow cold air on your crop. How do you keep the temperature? Actually, they have these fans that you can use to blow over the trees to keep them from budding too early. So that's one thing you can do. And then as I understand it, too, you can do the reverse. If the bud does come out due to the temperatures being warmer and then it gets colder and it runs that risk of damaging that flower, then the tree can't be pollinated. You can also do the reverse and blow warm air and keep them from freezing, right? Keep that bud from freezing. I'm a hobbyist fruit grower, if you will. Uh, I've got cherry, peaches, and apple trees just as a hobby. But nonetheless, I've seen this phenomenon. It happened a couple of years ago where we had warm weather in March. 
The bud came out early, and then by May, this exact thing happened. It got cold. I think it even snowed in May that year, as I recall, and it killed the bud, and then I didn't get a very good production that year at all. And these are really important industry segments. I know, for example, apples. Michigan's the third largest producer of apples in the country. More than 14.9 million apple trees are in the state of Michigan. Losing a season can be devastating to these various farmers. Yes. Like you said, apple production is agricultural economic driver in the state, but also Michigan is the world's largest cherry producer. Yes. So that can also be very harmful to the agricultural industry in the state, but that can also harm other industries that rely on cherries. So when you have various companies that put cherries in their products, it can also harm production in that way. Right. It's like a trickle down effect. Well, really interesting. As I understand it, it's not devastating yet, even though we've had warmer temperatures and even though warmer temperatures are predicted yet for the rest of the month of February and even as some reporting into March, you've got to get these thousand chill hours, as they say. And even if the daytime temperatures do go up into the 30s, high 30s, even 40s, as long as it's cold at night, we can still get there. These trees will still be okay and not get awakened, as you've said, too soon, and then run the risk of budding too soon and run the risk of then getting a frost later in the spring and ruining the production that year. Can't go without our Michigan apples and cherries. And Oh, we just can't. That's for sure. Well, listen, Janelle, thank you so much for bringing the news story to us and keeping us aware. Fingers crossed things go well and the farmers do well in the end. We've been here before. We've had warm temperatures at this time of year before, and we've made it through okay and still have a good season. Let's hope the same holds true. Thank you all. Okay, Janelle James, thank you very much again, reporter for Bridge Michigan, bringing the story to us. 